All right, guys, good morning. This is Dave Villacti. Good afternoon, depending on where you are. If you're in California, good morning. If you're on the East Coast, good good noon. If you're in the Central, you know, good in between. Hey, man, this is Game Changer Salescast. I'm Dave Villa, and we're going to do a quick monologue because we have Grant Cardone coming on live here in just a minute. You don't want to miss that, and we're going to give him as much time as possible. We're talking about breaking the stall. Breaking the stall, the sales stall, the hesitation, right? The, the stalemate. And a stall means to come to a standstill, to be brought to a stop. When I think of stall, I think of when I was broke, busted, and disgusted. Man, maybe some of you can relate to this. And I had cars that, 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 you know, that, that would stall on you, right? And I'm thinking about in, 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 in 1987, my first car, my dad bought me a first car. Come on, how about shout out to my dad, buy me a first car. It was a 1984 Honda Accord. It was a hatchback. They don't make, I don't even think they make Honda Accord hatchback. They make ha- hatchbacks. Okay. It was a Honda Accord hatchback. It was burgundy. I thought it was a bee's knees, baby. I'm driving around in this sucker and it was a stick shift. You know what I'm talking about, Lou? It was a five speed and, and I'm driving. And my first example driving, uh, first of all, I was as nervous as a long tail cat in a room full of rocking chairs, man. I was, I was sweating like a stuck pig and I'm driving and I'm on major intersections, right? At Parsons and MLK Boulevard. I remember this like it was yesterday. You ever stuck the, you ever had it, had it at a red light in the third gear instead of first gear? You know what I'm talking about? It, it's up in the same position. Listen, it's in the same position, but it's just, it's just out of sync. Look, if you're a sales pro and you're running into a stall, you could be making the same call every day, thinking you're making the same call every day, but you're out of sync. You're out of sorts. I was in third gear, thought I was in first gear, had my radio bebopping, man, just listening to it, probably checking out some girl next to me or whatever it was. And here the light turns green and I'm in the front, right? And I go and put on the gas and it stalls. But you know what? It gave me just enough to get me in the middle of the intersection and I crank the ignition. What the heck's going on? I'm freaking out. I'm in the middle of the intersection. If the light turns red and green on this side, then I'm going to get hit. I start the car back up, step on the gas, stall. It's stalled out. A stall out, a stall out is when you, you've gone from a stalling, right? To the deal's dead. It's stalled out. It's stopped. So let me tell you this. If, if, if a stall is there, the good news is the prospect has some desire to buy your product or service. There's still life. There's still hope. But if it's stalled out, right? The bad news is something in a stall is stopping the prospect from buying from you. So the good news is it's still alive. The bad news is something's blocking it. And if you don't figure out what is stalling your sales process, then you're going to get stalled out. And when you get stalled out, man, you're hung out to dry. You're left out and it begins to frustrate you. It's what causes your sales slumps. It, 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 it blacks you out. It discourages you. And salespeople can't figure it out, man. And we go through month after month, week after week. Oh, come on. I can still relate to it. You know what? The, the, the disciplines of yesterday are my habits today. So I don't battle the sales stall like I used to because it's a habit today. But I had to create disciplines once upon a time that made me create habits that became habits because I disciplined myself on a daily basis. They became habits of today that I walk in. So if you are experiencing sales stalls and you're, and you're stalling out right in the middle of the intersection, right in the middle of the process, it'll frustrate you. And if you don't figure out why, it'll kill your sales career. It'll kill your sales month. It'll kill your sales year, your sales week. 
How many want to figure out how to do it? Right? How many want to figure out how to do it? Listen, how do you do it, Dave? Well, listen, if you're a salesperson and you're running in the stalls, you got to figure out why the stalls is going on. Listen, first of all, it could indicate that the prospect has no interest. It may be that they're not interested in what you have to say, and they're saying, let me think about it rather than saying no. It could mean that they're not sure yet if they want to buy your product. It, 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 it could mean that they want your product, but they need to get buy-in from their team or approval from their boss. You're not talking to the decision maker. It might be some hidden objection. It might be some hidden reason. And, and there's risk aversion or fear of change that's going on. And you can say, well, that's stupid, but unless you address that, you're going to get stalled out in the middle of the road. Something's preventing them from going forward. What is it? That's my monologue. We're going to be right back in just a second. You don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to have Grant Cardone with us talking about the sales stall. All right. Welcome back to Game Changer Salescast. We have best-selling author of over 19 business programs, international speaker on sales and entrepreneurship, CEO of multiple companies, and a Fox News contributor. My friend, Cardone, thank you, sir, for taking time out to get on Game Changer Salescast, man. How are you doing today? You got it, Dave. Good, good, good to talk to you, buddy. I'm doing great. Well, awesome, man. Thank you so much for uh, stopping by. Listen, we're talking this morning about breaking the stall, something that, you know, all of us as salespeople have experienced. And, you know, I don't see it trained a lot. And, I, and it's like some, some of the salespeople that get into the, the arena of sales, you know, they're, they're talented, Grant. They're full of potential. And, you know, it's almost like revelatory sometimes when they learn what a sales stall is. And let me ask you a question, man. In, in, your, in your experience, why – you know, the good news is, I guess, the sales stall, the prospect has some interest in your product, but the bad news is there's something that's stopping them from buying right now. You know, how important is understanding the sales stall for new salespeople that get into the game? Well, I, I think, I think it's, you know, first of all, you want to accelerate the sales to a close, right? So the longer I take, I was talking to Ryan Sesco the other day, the pilot, and I said, I said, Ryan, the longer the runway, the more trouble you're going to get in, right? He's like, oh, absolutely. The shorter the runway, the more accurate the pilot has to be on landing. So I think one, thing, one reason why the sales stalls is that because salespeople and the process is too long. Okay. That's so, good. So you're, you're saying yeah, that – go ahead. Yeah, to the degree that you can shorten the sales process up. You should, okay? That doesn't mean we skip things. It means you do less to get more. It means the consumer would not need to go through 50 steps in order to actually make a decision. Okay, that's a great point. And let, let, me, let me throw this out there. You say, you're saying shorten the sales cycle, and I, I can't agree with that more. I think that, that, that sometimes we can oversell, and we, just, we don't know when to be quiet and say thank you for your business. Um, but let, let's yeah. look at, you know, looking at like a common, you know, sales. I'm going to throw this at you, a common sales stall. Someone says, hey, I'm impressed with your program. I like it, but I need to run it by my boss. But I need to change, you know, oh, yeah. I need to, you know. Okay, so, so, dude, I see what you're saying. You're talking about the customer stalling the sales. Yeah. I, 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 you got a different definition than I have. So, hey, I need to talk to my wife. I got to think about it. Uh, we're not going to do anything till next year. The customer is now stalling out the sale. Mm -hmm. I thought the salesperson had something to do with this. But, yeah, this is, these are things that salespeople really need to get trained up on, handling objections and stalls. Mm -hmm. I need to think about it is a stall. You do not know what the real objection is right here. So the reason this happens is because salespeople don't ask 
hard questions. Hmm. And hard questions would be like, yeah, I understand that you want to wait. Okay, no problem. I got it. You, you know, let you know me... but what are you not what what are you not telling me? Right. See, that would be a hard question. So I would agree with the customer and then ask, hey, what are you not telling me here? You think that we as salespeople don't do that because we don't like the word no? Like we're afraid of, you know, hey, I'm, he's going to tell me no or I'm going to lose a sale. And somehow in the, you know, in the fact that we have to have affirmation to some degree, you know, a stall is, hey, it's still alive. At least it's, at least it's not dead. I mean, is that, is that where it's driven from, you think? No, no, I think, I think it's because salespeople, number one, they're not trained. And number two, they're not, they, they literally need to be brain, have their brains washed. Because see, most salespeople, if you meet them and you ask them, hey, how do you feel about pressure? They're going to be like, I don't like to pressure anybody. And, and the reality is that's because you were brought up. Your mom and dad taught you don't pressure, don't insist, be seen and not heard. Uh, you know, don't, don't fly under the radar. Don't be a pest. All that's not true. You, for you to get what you want in life, you have to persist. Mm. So there's just, David, there's a lot of confusion. Yeah. A lot of misinformation people have about how they should be. Let me paint a, let me let me ask you to paint a scenario here. You know, so looking at a couple of rules of stall or a couple of situations where you know a customer's getting stalled, and again, at least a stall. You know, you and I have been in sales for for a while. It means that the deal's not dead. They didn't say no, so there's life left in it. So the first rule is they're sending you some message. You know, the seller's sending some yeah. message. But the second rule, I think, is we got to get and figure out what that message is, and we've got to do it faster than our competitors and, the, and those around us, or we're going to lose the deal. And, and, and I, mean, I mean, would you agree with that? Well, I mean, I would just say, look, if a guy's stalling you, you know, you don't have a deal. Mm. There's, there's no alive deal. There's no deal. You don't have a deal until you have a deal. So you, you, the salesperson and the manager, the team needs to decide what is a deal. See, I want to go for broke in the deal. And so I think all deals are dead. I think every deal is dead until I blow life into it. Hmm. And so until I, you know, until I resurrect the deal, until I freaking jack that heart and get ink, until I close somebody, I don't have a deal. I am not worried about offending somebody. I am not worried about somebody being negative. I was just at the, the, uh, the NADA convention. Mm -hmm. I probably met, I don't know, five or 600 dealers there. Every one of them. Man, I get an email from you once a day. I said, you better get more than one a day. Okay? <laughs> the only reason I got you on my list is to hit that list. Now, these guys thought that I was going to be offended by, oh, I get, I get something from you every day. You send me something every day. I'm like, I better send you something twice a day. So the salesperson needs to change the way they think, okay, and say, look, this deal, if it leaves, is dead. And so I'm going to push the stall with hard questions. What are you not telling me? Yeah. Why are you not making a decision right now? Okay. What else do I not know? Okay. If, if you were going to make a decision right now, right, if this was the only time you didn't have to talk to your wife, if you were to take time out of it, you, you press. The only people that can't press are the untrained. Mm. That's good. So, so you're saying a sales pro or somebody who's a star salesperson is not going to leave the call or the prospect's office until they know why, 
why the prospect's unable to make a decision. So let me ask you this. You know, in, in, why won't we as salespeople ask the question why? I mean, we get to the, we spend 45 minutes on the phone with somebody, which you and I both know, you know, uh, the way you're doing this interview. Time is money. I mean, your time, you can't get back. So if they spend 45 minutes on the phone with one of your guys, and at the end of that presentation, hey, I like your product, looks really good, and they don't buy, what's the reason, not your guys, not my guys, but what's the reason some salespeople just won't ask why? Is it because they suck? I mean, is it because they they No, no, because they they don't have any management. They don't have any leadership. You know, somebody somebody needs to be listening to those calls. Why 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 are you not managing the activity? That's good. So so, I, I mean, what, what, they're, 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 people do whatever they're allowed to do. That's so, good. So there's no leadership, man. Somebody's not taking the sale apart enough. Somebody doesn't want that extra sale. I don't I don't know why it is. Right. Maybe maybe you guys are, you you're used to living the way you're living, like. You need to get you need to get in an environment. One of the reasons, David, I'm doing this 10x growth conference that I'm doing in Miami yep. is because I want to be around great people. I'm sick of being around the same people, dude. I'm sick of being around average people. I'm sick of going to the same convention, seeing the same faces, hearing the same stories. So if I'm sick of that, what do I need to do? Oh, I'll do the I'll do the event, mm-hmm. and I'll bring Les Brown and Kevin Harrington and Damon John. I'll spend the 700 grand to bring in the people so I can learn from them. Yeah. And, and those are the decisions that people need to make. If you're not sick and tired of where you're at, then you're already sick and tired. That's good. Okay? Because if you're not sick and tired, listen to me, if you're not sick and tired of where you are, you're already sick and tired. So the people that do, the Elon Musk, okay, the, the guys that are, you know, the Dana Johns, Dana's like, man, the thing I love about you, dude, is no matter where you're at, you're not satisfied. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's what all the winners have in common. That's good. You know, and, and when I when I love I love interviewing you because, you know, it's it's it fires me up. But one of the things I love to do when interviewing you because I watch you, I, I you know, I, I, I see what you do and you, you know, Grant, you've you've got it. You've made it. You've you continue to strive. I like squeezing. The, the nuggets out of you, man. And you got to do it with you. You got to squeeze yeah. them out. Here's why. Because you've, you've mastered some things that, you know, I say this in a, in a quote. I just came up with this a week ago or so, that, and, and I made my assistant write it down. And, and this reminds me of you and successful people. I said last week, I said the, the habits today were disciplines of yesterday, meaning they're not disciplines anymore because they're habits. At one time, they cost me something to the point where I had to make a decision every day, but today they're a habit. But I have new disciplines today that are challenging me to yeah. get to the next level. So I want, I want for our listeners, I'm trying to squeeze things that are habits to you. I mean, it's like you just, you just do it. Squeeze me like a grapefruit, man. So, I mean, I want, I want to, you know, if, if somebody wants, somebody on the ground level says, Hey man, I, I'm struggling with this, 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 these clients that are giving me stalls. You know, they hear my presentation. I got a great product and I just can't, I get to the end of it and I can't close the deal. They're telling me they got to think about it. They got to ask their boss, talk to their team, get, check their budget and all of these things. You know, I mean, What's the one thing that Grant Cardone... Here's the deal. Here's the deal. If the stall's legitimate, Mm -hmm. then you're either talking to the wrong person, you're talking to the wrong person, you're talking to somebody who can't make a decision. Mm -hmm. Just because he runs the company doesn't mean he's the decision maker. That's good. I know guys that run companies that can't make decisions, okay? and, and, And just because 
he sold doesn't mean he can make a decision. Just because it's within the budget doesn't mean they'll make a decision. Just because the money's right doesn't mean they'll make a decision. You, you, people need to get, number one, you've got to be completely sold on your product because you can keep pressing, mm -hmm. right? As long as there's time on the clock, man, you've got to keep pressing. That's good. And this is where salespeople need to be retrained, okay? Like, oh, I don't want anybody pressuring me. Yeah, they do. Okay, if they didn't want the pressure, they'd have already bought. If you don't, if you believe in your product and you believe in your company and you believe in your your, your offering, then you have to press until you get the business. Otherwise, you just need to put a sign up on your door that says we don't really believe in our product or service. That's good. And and, and so with, with with my product, it's like, look, man, there's only two reasons you're not going to buy from. Number one, it's you're either not the decision maker, or you don't think you're going to use the product. Which one is it? That's good. Okay. Rick, Grant, I just need some time to think about it. I'm with you. I understand that. But there's only two reasons you won't do this right now. You're either not the decision maker or you don't think you're going to use the product. I love that. Salespeople think they can't ask that question. I like it. I think that, you know, that's going to, when you get a decision maker on the phone that literally is toddling between, you know, making a decision to go with you or not, and they can make a decision, that's going to jar them, you know, to the place where I think they're going to respect you. Grant, we have a couple of minutes yeah. and give me, do, do this for the last couple of minutes. Uh, our listeners that want, if there, is there still time to go to the 10X Growth Con? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This event's not until March 17th to the 19th, okay? Okay. I have Les Brown, Roddy Chong, Tom Cummings. I mean, these names are unbelievable. Some of these people you've never heard of, Tom Cummings did $254 million in sales last year, okay? Now, this is not, this is not, David, an automotive conference, okay? Right. This is the conference where Damon John's going to be there. He's on Shark Tank every Friday night. Kevin Harrington, one of the original Sharks. Tim Grover from Relentless, okay? I have 20 of the best speakers in the world showing up. In three days, you get to spend with Grant Cardone. And I'm going to do a Q&A with every speaker when they're done. Hmm. And, and, and the cost, Grant, somebody wants to go, they can get a hold of you. It's going to cost them. There's a $1,500 ticket. It's going to $2,250, so you save $750. Okay. And when you get that $1,500 ticket, you get a $3,000 program from Frank Kern, a $1,000 program from Grant Cardone, and a $5,000 program included from Jay Abraham. Nice. You can come for one day, or you can stay for three days for the same cost. And it's in Miami. That's, that's awesome. And so, Grant, they, just, they can just Google 10X Growth Con, go to grantcardone.com. Obviously, it's everywhere. And, um, man, I want to – 10XGrowthCon.com. 10XGrowthCon.com. Hey, if you ain't sick and tired, of where you at, and you're already sick and tired. Let's keep it real. Thank you, Grant. I appreciate you and hanging with me. Thank you so much, brother. Come on, man. Game changer. Yes, sir. I want to thank Grant Cardone for coming on, man, taking time out of his busy schedule. Listen to what he's preparing for with 10X Growth Con. Make sure you go to 10XGrowthCon.com. Thank you, Grant, for coming on. I'm sitting here with no stranger to this set, no stranger to me, and no stranger to most everyone watching. Dave Cribs. What's up, Dave? How you doing, Mr. Villa? I'm doing wonderful. You're gonna, I'm going to interview you for the last few minutes here of the show, man. I can't think of, uh, of, of a couple of better game changers than Grant Cardone and you when I think of that term. And uh, so, listen, you've been in sales. I want to say this, first of all. Uh, Dave is, is, is in real estate uh, now. And uh, he's, in, he's in multiple things. He's, he's a best-selling author. Um, he's an automotive trainer. 
um, host of a brand new podcast called Under Contract. And as well, he is in real estate. And you know, man, as long as you've been in sales, I mean, pretty much since Moby Dick was a minnow swimming Thank around. You. I knew you were going to Did you that. ever think that in 2016, this is, like, this is like 75 years after you've gotten into sales. Did you ever think wow. in 2016 that you'd receive an award that had the title rookie in it? I'm going to no. be honest. No. This man, let's no. give it up for Dave Chris, man. He received from William Ryan organization. William Ryan Holmes. William Ryan Holmes. You received the rookie of the year. Come on, man. Yes. Come yeah. on, baby. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I got to admit, you know, at, uh, at my ripe old age, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of interesting starting a new career. You know, obviously, a lot of the followers from the car business um, you know, know that I was in the car business for, it's going on 27 years now. In mm-hmm. fact, I still consider that I'm sure. in the car business. Well, yeah, um, of course you are. But, well, you just trained at a dealership uh, locally here yeah. a week and a half ago. You host a show with me, Auto Deal Live, every week. Um, you know, you're in the car business a lot. Yes, yes. But, and you uh, will always be. Yeah, and the you new know? transition to, I, I will always be, you're right. And, um, you know, transitioning into <laughs> real estate at my age, as you can imagine, you know, you can't t- teach an old dog new tricks kind of thing. Um, it's been exciting. I feel like I'm 25 again starting, and I hope to do another 27 years in real estate mm-hmm. and in the car business. Hey, if, is, you know, let me, <laughs> let me throw this out there. Let me ask you a question. Um, I think that, and, and again, I'm privy to, you know, you and I talk a lot. I'm privy to maybe things that our listeners don't know. But based on what I'm privy to, I think you're the old dog teaching them new tricks. And what I mean by that is the real estate agent uh, industry has been around for a long time. There's a lot of people making money out there, but you're doing some things that, you know, it's, it's not, you know, our audience, Dave, you guys that are listening, if you're a game changers is somebody who changes the game. They don't change, they don't change the rules of the game per se, meaning they don't change the fact that 10 yards is a first down, the end zone still where you score, you you know, you got to score to win, you know, but they change the game. They come in and when they bring in a superstar or a game changer, the game changes, and it pivots on that. So you going into that industry, some of the things I'm privy on, you have changed that game. You're bringing some things to the table. That's why in your first year, you were you beat everyone out that has that a lot of them that have been there for many many years. And that's not an that's, ego thing. That's a, a fact. Yeah, um, you changed that, the game. That is true. You know, I'd I'd love to take credit for being a game changer, but at the same time, you know, I I have a lot of advantages in a sense in that, you know, for for many many years I've been surrounded mm-hmm. by great people that really were forward thinkers and forward movers, and you know, hosting the show Auto Dealer Live for a couple of years with you, Dave being able to connect with the people who are really on top in our industry and watch what they're doing, observe what's happening and being able to capitalize that. And of course, you know, there's something to be said. We talk about it in the car business, actually, how we can learn from other industries. And now, you know, um, I have a little bit of an edge in the sense that I can take some things that I know for a fact are proven ways to uh, do things a little bit differently or maybe add to um, the industry I'm in now that I take from the industry I've been in, if that makes sense. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, um, we, we talked a little bit about the stall today, you know, and in the last few minutes that we have here, you know, you heard Grant talk about it. You were in the studio mm-hmm. here, obviously. And, and, you know, we talked a little bit before the show. And, you know, um, 
and we have differences of opinions, some degree. Sure. You know, Grant brought in a different perspective, and I and mm-hmm. I agree with most everything he said. But you know, I look at it, and I, I I think though that when it comes down to it, I still feel like there's a reason. There's there is a a reason somebody stalls, and we've got to figure that out. In other words, you know. Um, I agree. If it's not the decision maker, sometimes, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes I think the word why and just asking and, and just say, Hey, listen, we spent 40 minutes on the phone. Why? Right. What's the problem, man? Can you pull the trigger? Do you have the power of the pen? And I agree that's some of the cases, but what happens if somebody needs to, they, there's a fear of change or, or an apprehension to, 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 uh, an anxiety towards, uh, uh, you know, purchasing that, Hey, I got to get this right. My job's online right. and I'm going to buy this marketing product. And if this doesn't work, like the other three times of the other three companies I use, and we don't know that as salespeople, that, hey, if I don't get this right, my job's online. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what about those things? Well, you know, I, when I think about the stall, I think there's two things going on. And the first thing I think of, it, it, the, the stall to me is an immediate um, kind of uh, evidence, if you will, that I, am, I've, I don't have, there's some part of this puzzle that I haven't covered yet. Mm-hmm. In other words, it could be that they're not sold, right? but it could also be, that something that they're aware of they haven't shared with me isn't lining up or they don't see how it's going to line up yet. So one of the things that I will often do as soon as I get that <clears throat> stall, I know, wait a second, only two possibilities here. Either they're not sold and we'll get that figured out or there's something that's not lining up. So what I'll often do is, you know, I love taking the customer off the hook mm-hmm. and putting it back on me. First of all, I feel responsible if they're not moving forward. Sure. But secondly, a way to pull out what like a really, away. yeah, a, a way to really pull out what's going on from a customer is to take them off the hook so that now they can talk about it openly. Okay. So one of the things that I would suggest if I get that stall is I would say something like, you know, let, let's say, for example, that they're putting the blame on someone else. In other words, well, hey, my listen, wife's you know, not my, here. My wife's not here, Dave. I like I liked this, but I really... I really got to check with her, man. It's just, you know. Great. I get it. Remember the first rule, and Grant will, t- will say this too. You know, I want to empathize and agree with that customer. Mm-hmm. Great. Hey, Dave, I get it. I'm married too. I completely understand. So you don't tell me, She's hey, what, you whipped? Yeah, so right. you don't do no, that. No, 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 no. Okay. no. Uh, obviously, your wife's going to be on Ooh. board as well. Right. So my next question is, because, see, I don't really know if it's the wife mm-hmm. or if he's blaming the wife, if right. it's an excuse. Right. But here's how we find out. As soon as I agree with that and empathize with that, now I'm going to say, let me ask you this, Johnny. Um, when you present this to your wife, what do you think her major concern is going to be? Where do you think that'll fall? Will it be here, 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 or here, right? Um, sometimes you can ask it kind of open-ended, or sometimes you can give examples or, or go through kind of the checklist, if you will. But oftentimes that customer will respond, well, you know, I think for her it's all going to be about the payment. Well, guess what? That tells me it's really all about the payment probably for him. Sure. So now I can go into, okay, well, let's talk about that, you know, and we'll start going so into that So you can area. start eliminating, you, you, you start eliminating things there. It's not to discover what it is so that you can position yourself. I mean, I think right. that's brilliant, but, and we're out of time, but mm-hmm. I'll tell you this, you know, um, going to stall, interviewing you, interviewing Grant, talking about this earlier, doing this with my sales team this morning, when it comes to the stall, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching, you got to figure out what it is because the one thing that's a fact is that that you've experienced stalls and if you there's three stages and i'll leave you with this there there are three stages in a stall i believe that there is the let me read these here so i don't get them right wrong there's the impasse there's there's the there's the stall itself where i 
and you disagree. And then there is the stalemate where there really is, it's, it's like, hey, you want and I want motivation for this thing to move forward. It's just not moving forward. But then there's the deadlock. And if I don't recognize those other two stages, it's going to get to a deadlock where I and you become frustrated. And if that happens, I get thrown off my game. I, top, I typically tick you off. And that's when the sale is going to go away. And, if, and it all happens because we don't understand what we're dealing with and why it's stalling. Right? Yes. Tell us when under contract airs. Oh, under contract. Actually, the premiere show was just this past Wednesday, but it airs every Wednesday at 3 o'clock, Facebook Live. Catch it. Um, and you can also catch the previous ish, um, Episode. episodes rather on YouTube. You go to my YouTube channel, Desking Deals. You can follow me on Twitter, at Desking Deals. You can go. I'd love to say you could go friend me on Facebook, but... I you can't, some, you don't have I guess friends. I reached the maximum yeah, you got 5, allowed. 000. So, um, but you can, from what I believe, you can hit follow and yes. follow, and and you'll be notified. So, right. and and Dave, by the way, yeah. uh, and that's uh, uh, what is it, Luke? It's what is it, Luke? Facebook.com forward slash desking deals. Awesome. You can go there and check this it out Wednesday, as well. three o'clock. Don't miss it. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, and tune in for a chance. By the way. You might have a shot at winning a 2017 Corvette. We'll talk what? about that on the show. Come on now. Thank you, man. All right. Thank you, brother. All right, bro. Thank you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. We have Becky Farias next week. She is in the top 1% of timeshare sales in the United States. You don't want to miss it. We're going to talk to a true game changer. Thanks, Grant. Have a good day, guys. <laughs>